Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. My collaborator Charlie Harding is somewhere on a flight over the middle of the country right now. So (laughs) sadly, he couldn't be here. But I'm so excited because I'm in the studio today with Amber Mark. Hello, Amber. Welcome. Hello. We are (laughs) so excited to have you here. We've been listening to your EP 333 AM endlessly on repeat heavy rotation (laughs) as they used to say i'm very happy to be here too (laughs) and so it's thrilling we're gonna talk to you not only about some of your own music but also some of the music on the pop charts that you've been digging lately and when i asked you what song on the top 40 had you really excited right now your answer kind of surprised me because when we listen to your music our listeners will see it's very soulful full of rich vocal harmonies and beautiful (laughs) jazzy seventh chords and then humble well a fantastic song and it's great because we haven't talked about kendrick before is not any of those things (laughs) yeah that song has been really getting me going it's probably my most listened to track right now and i just also really like the message so i figured it'd be a good one right on so let's spin the first verse and chorus of humble yeah yeah hey i remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances finessing on them with some counterfeits but now i'm counting this parmesan with my accountant lives in fact i'm down in this to say with my boobay tastes like kool-aid for the analyst girl i can buy a westy world with my base stuff i know that it's good won't you sit it on my taste buds i get way too As soon as that beat dropped, we both started nodding our heads. 
Yes, definitely. What draws you to this song? What do you you said you liked its message? Maybe start there. Yeah, I mean, I really like its message. I think what did really draw me though initially when I first heard it because I don't when I listen to music I don't mainly go straight to the lyrics yeah. of a track. So definitely the production. I really just like that simple low piano thing that happens in it. It sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds really sick. And I think the first time I heard it, I was in a car. And I feel like personally, the best place to listen to music is in a car <sighs> and like really loud. And it was in California. Yeah. So it just kind of, I think, added to the whole experience of first hearing it. And I remember just being like wowed by that part. And then also the 808s. I just really enjoyed the production for sure. That was definitely what got me going first. Yeah. And it's almost like this secret dream of mine to produce music like that so i think that's like a subtle jealousy of mine mm. <laughs> and when you say music like that and we should mention at this point yeah. this is a mike will made a yes, production production exactly um that's straight out of atlanta when you say production like that what elements are you referring to i'm talking about that heavy 808 very rap oriented yeah. but done in, in a very tasteful way like i feel like there's not a lot happening in the production there it's like quite minimal i mean right. there's certain accents here and there that he has like some like synthy horns and stuff going on i'm always very pro minimal production just because i feel like a lot of the time my production is mm. quite minimal and then i slowly start to add which i'm always very hesitant to do <laughs> So I do really appreciate that side of it. It's a very like aggressive way, mm. but done in such a beautiful way, like lyrically. I love that. There's like aggression and beauty yeah. simultaneously, a very sparse, yeah. almost militaristic or something yeah. <laughs> um, production. And then the lyrics are delivered in a really like fast, percussive, yes. hyperrhythmic manner, but then the subject matter in a way has this interesting tension with the it's quite contradicting almost but again it's done it works which i think is really beautiful and again like i said i didn't really hear the lyrics when i first listened to it but when actually like looking up the lyrics or listening to it right. multiple times and catching certain parts i think what really caught me lyrically was probably the second verse i think also it's a message the chorus it's a message to really remind people Especially in the industry, whatever you're doing, it, it just, you know, be yeah. humble. <laughs> so verse... Verse two, the most part that I thought was really important was the whole, I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro yeah. and Richard. The whole, like that whole, like, show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Yeah. I'm so, so sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro Roll Richard. Show me something natural. I want to feel some stretch marks. Still take you down right on your mama. I think it was really great that, first off, it was a man mm. saying that instead of a woman, which I mean, of course, it's always great that women say that, but to hear it from a man yeah. who is trying to really show that a natural beauty and just being natural, because I feel like especially black women, which I feel like a lot of us know, they really are brainwashed in a mm. sense with the media to want, you know, straight hair like this or get weave and, you know, just try and like completely alter their natural beauty, which I think that's what really attracted me lyrically to this song yeah. is that he's talking about that. And then of course the way he delivers it is obviously amazing. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> his I, rhythm and everything with the way he raps is amazing. <laughs> I love your insight there because you're right, especially in the second verse, there's maybe a lot that surprises us yeah we have as you say like a male rapper talking yes. about concerns that you don't usually hear yeah. from people like that exactly. and 
as we were describing the production of this song as having this really sparse, aggressive aesthetic. I could play that all day. Um, <laughs> Me too, I'll add up an octave <laughs> higher. <laughs> it uh, creates a productive dissonance or something where you expect that kind of beat to be, I don't want to be too derisive or something yeah. of trap hip hop but maybe you expect a certain kind of i would too attitude towards the opposite sex and here he just yeah. totally subverts that. It, exactly that's a very kendrick thing to yeah. do. he always has a message which is probably why he's one of my favorite rappers right now and i think that's what's so beautiful all of his songs everything has meaning to it and that's so important to me mm. and something that like i thought when i was writing my music it was very important to me that it all had truth and it all had meaning and meant something to me personally and hopefully would mean something to other people something i'm trying to do right now while writing the album is just right. make sure that everything like is actually meaningful and, and has something behind it and has a story to tell and that's what's so amazing about him to me personally i love that not only does the song have meaning as you said it for a, a long time was the number one song yes in <laughs> the country which is kind of incredible is that like encouraging to your yes, approach definitely. as well <laughs> i just love being able to connect with people and have them respond in a way that's telling me that it brings out emotion in them and touches them in a certain yeah. place where they really get emotional over it so when people tell me that they've cried over my music i don't want to be like thank you like that makes <laughs> me so happy but it really does that i'm like being able to bring out emotion out of people because yeah. personally that's what makes a beautiful song is whether it's happiness or sadness or anger or whatever it is to be able to really bring out that emotion in someone that's what music is for me personally I love that. And they should all be number one. It's what it's like. That. <laughs> yeah. What a world. It's even better when we that would, happens. Yeah. <laughs> it, th those moments are nice. Yes, when, they are. <laughs> when the song. They're all right. <laughs> with meaning and the song that's popular yes. coincide. Yes, I agree. Maybe just one more thought about this humble track. I think it all comes back to this piano line that kind of yeah. runs through the whole thing. And I think we can also use this in a way to, to pivot to talking about your music because your music uses a lot of piano yes. as well. <laughs> But this is like using piano in a way that is so anti-piano. Piano, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Like the whole beauty in a way of what you can do with a piano is you can make chords, you know? Yes, exactly. You can make beautiful harmonies yeah. that are lush and move you and inspire you. By contrast, this is just a single note yeah. piano line. Yes. I wonder if that's another element that makes this song like really effective because the beat in many ways disorients us. It yeah. like doesn't use instruments in the way you expect. Yeah. And even this line is a very tense line because it's very far from the root of the song, which is, I guess, nominally A flat. Yeah. But then this bass line only touches on A flat a little bit. Mainly it hangs around this E-flat. Yeah, it always comes back to that, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is very suspenseful because you yeah, don't really... It's almost like building the whole time, pretty right. much. Right, yeah, exactly. And then it goes down to that A-flat where it's you know supposed to go, but then it immediately jumps back, back up. <laughs> and then you're in that sort of place of suspense and yeah. anticipation again. So while there's not that much happening in a i guess melodic sense in this beat what is happening is so calculated yeah. 
<laughs> to kind of put you on edge and really pay attention, I think, to what Kendrick is saying. Yeah, definitely helps. Again, it's that minimal, barely doing anything kind of, but it does a lot, which is, again, very beautiful. <laughs> Once again, we're here with Amber Mark. We're going to take a short break following our exegesis of Kendrick Lamar's Humble. Despite this song, to me, sounding so different from what Amber does, I'm really curious after the break, <laughs> to maybe see if we can't find some Uh connections between these two worlds. So sit tight and we'll be back with Amber Mark right after the break. This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture from Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show. They check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Switched On Pop. We're here with Amber Mark. In the first half of the episode, we broke down Kendrick Lamar's Humble, uh, a recent hit that Amber still has in her ears. But now we're going to turn to Amber's music. Of the seven songs on your recent EP, 3.33 a.m., I feel like we could pick any to dive into, but the one that is continually in my head is Lose My Cool. It's one of my favorites, too. Right on. Can we take a listen to that? I was so full of pain just stuck in my head There was no one that could get me out of it Yes, I think the drinking was a bit excessive Just Cause me to be aggressive My heart has been taken over Every day I get colder too I realize I need to let go Expression from the get-go too yeah. It's really hard to pause that But we'll, <laughs> we'll come back So Amber, in addition to writing and singing You also did the production on yeah. this track Beautiful. I mean, I have a million questions, but I'll just ask like five of them. Um, This track notably starts with piano and voice. I love the beginning of it because it really keeps you on your toes. Maybe there's a similarity with Kendrick, actually, because you have like a piano line and a vocal line Mm -hmm. that are both super syncopated and there's nothing else happening. There's no percussion. There's no bass. So 
you as a listener are just constantly like trying to figure out where the beat is and (laughs) and it's really and disorienting in a really in a really good way um i would love to know like what was the first musical element of this song like what was Uh, the first piano for sure yeah i mean i always start with piano i think that's kind of why a lot of my music just starts with me and a piano just Mm -hmm. because i tend to start producing but again i really like using piano and stuff like that i'm trying to like kind of steer away from that now just because i've done it so many times but i always find myself coming back to doing that just because i find the beauty of just a voice and a piano to me is like so breathtaking when it's done right yeah and I mean, I tried to accomplish that. Hopefully it's been working. (laughs) I mean, I think so. These chords that make up the backbone of Lose My Cool. Is that right? Close? It's It's pretty close. close. Okay, thanks. It took me like five hours. I really, it's actually quite crazy because I don't really know that much music theory. So I would spend like four hours just trying to, especially with that song, trying to come up with chord progressions and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. So you're kind of finding these progressions by ear. Yes, just by sitting at a piano and... I'll have an idea in my head, so I'll try and admit it out, which takes forever. Yeah. And then it always ends up completely different to the idea that I started with because I, like, get frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. So it takes me a while to really, especially just with even getting a piano, when I start putting laying down a beat, it's much easier because I'm just using the piano as, like, a MIDI controller. I see. Right, right. That's fascinating to me because these chords sound very sophisticated to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're these gorgeous, like lush seventh chords. It's not really clear what the key is, which is yeah. cool. And then what I love about this song is that it continually surprises you as a listener. Like, I yeah. think that's one of the things I value most about this song. And the other tracks on your EP is, frankly, with a lot of music, you can often hear where it's going. And that's not a bad thing by any means. You know, a lot of the pleasure, I think, yeah. in, in pop music is knowing where something's gonna, gonna go, go and yeah. like appreciating the execution of it but with your music it's like i don't know where it's gonna go and that <laughs> even <a> even <laughs> starts in this piano riff because first we have the first part which goes like this so that's the first part of this piano riff and then it moves here which i just the first time i heard it, i was like whoa i did not see that coming <laughs> Right again. Yes. C- close enough. An approximation. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> nice. Well, that's really validating. Hey, um, that was so easy for you to play. I'm so jealous. I wish I could <laughs> just quickly learn like that. <laughs> right, but I wouldn't come up with that. <laughs> Is it fair to say that your lack of theoretical training might take you to places that I wouldn't go? Because you haven't been the first person to tell me that. Actually, the bassist in my band. Oh yeah. Right now, and the keyboardist in my band. They both said that to me because i was really frustrated and i was kind of like i do still to this day want to get mm. some piano lessons just to like move a little quicker but they were like oh i kind of feel like it's always good you know not really knowing anything when you're writing because it's a whole different ear whereas if you're a classically trained skilled yeah. pianist or something like that it seems to make everything more scientific on the music theory side of things whereas like if you're just a new brain kind of just doing what you love essentially right you know then you're doing things that people haven't heard before. Exactly. Like so. this little moment, <laughs> which just, every time I hear it, I'm just like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> if you accept that surprise is an element of your compositional aesthetic, that continues through this track because once again, like what you might expect from this song doesn't happen. <laughs> no. Like if I'm listening to the start of this with these gorgeous chords and soulful vocals i'm kind of expecting something like maybe like a really 
stripped back R&B yeah. feel <laughs> like some West Coast, like the internet or something. <laughs> I don't know that that's maybe that's what I expect like a slow jam I think that's what I was attempting to do in the beginning when I started writing this song and then I ended up going somewhere right <laughs> and let's let's see where you ended up going because for those who haven't heard it before this might be uh, one of the first surprises you encounter incredible beat come from well i had gotten a whole bunch of different sounds and stuff like that yeah. that day so i think i was really <laughs> i was really like excited to just kind of spend hours going through all these different sounds and stuff like that and so i had taken like a simple like logic sound yeah and added another very like squarey bassy kind of sound to it and then went up an octave and just added an arpeggiator and just played the same chords and did that at first, I really questioned whether or not I wanted to just keep it straight piano. Right. But I, I really did want it to be quite an upbeat song mm. and be lighter or brighter, I should say, because of what the lyrics were about. They are said in a nice way, but they are very about getting angry and just like right. lashing out on people and being very brutally honest with them. It was very important to me to kind of have that whole thing to it because I knew what I was trying to write about, which I didn't have the lyrics at the time, but I knew exactly what it was going to be talking about. So that's kind of where the whole like, bouncy house yeah. type all of a sudden the beat has a very dance hall thing i was uh, that sound was kind of really popular at the time and or still is to this day totally but it had just kind of come out you know and i was very in love with that yeah. that whole rhythm so i was like oh i want to do something like that i want to kind of just have that feeling and it's something that makes you really want to move and stuff like that so or like, kind of jump out and dance but like <laughs> not in like a like sexy way kind of just the way where you're just like kind of like shaking your head and moving your body and just like letting it out like a losing a, your cool a cathartic way perhaps <laughs> yeah. yeah very cool that's yeah. an amazing moment <laughs> and it's not the last surprise we're gonna encounter That was a moment when I first listened to this song where I just had to like pick my job off the floor because I was like, wait, what just happened? So surprise number three, tell us about what we're hearing here. Okay, so um, those are actual other sounds that I got. It was a whole library that I had purchased because um, I really was very important to me, again, to incorporate a lot of Indian sounds and stuff like that. And whether it was percussion or, you know, sitar or yeah or even just vocal samples. And I was going to actually do it myself, kind of do some Indian, like classical, like Carnatic, very flowy singing and stuff like that. But I really wanted a male voice to do it. And so I was looking online for some samples and stuff like that, but I didn't really find anything that I liked. And then I Googled to certain like libraries um, for a plugin that I use. And this whole library came up and it was just a bunch of like random sounds huh. in the sky, like just singing and they had different keys and stuff like that. And so it was really perfect for me. I just sampled him and now I use him in a lot of the songs on the EP because of the fact that 
I mean, the whole EP really has to do a lot with my mom. So I wanted it to really sound like India. She's not from India. She's from Germany. But India was definitely her home. We lived there when I was younger. And she would have lived out the rest of her life there. So I was like, okay, I want this to also sound like her. And I just love that sound yeah. as well. So that's why I ended up using him. But he's in a lot of the songs. So I've like named him. Like Sometimes I call him Raja. Sometimes I call him <laughs> Raju. <laughs> so. Right. We also hear Raju. Yes. <laughs> on, uh, on your track Space as well. Yes. <laughs> Which creates a great continuity yes. <laughs> through the EP. And as you say, is not just a musical choice, but a personal choice. Yes. Not only did your mom spend time in India, you did as well, right? Yes, yes. her choice, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I was nine at the time, so I didn't really get to make decisions. <laughs> yeah, But I was happy about it because we were living in New York prior to that. And then um, she really wanted to go back to India. And she had been to India with my brother, who was 10 years older than me, yeah. when he was very little, younger than I was when she took me. And I think she really thought it was important for me to experience it and and she really wanted to go back to further her studies in tanka painting and stuff like that. So we moved when I was nine to 12. So I got to experience that whole vibe. And I think that's also when I really, I really did fall in love with music there, but not necessarily because of Indian music, or classical Indian music. I just kind of fell in love with singing it and such because of what my mom was listening to at the time, which was like Ella Fitzgerald. But because mm. of that, I really then became very into music and even indian music and the sounds that they use and as i got older i really you know fell more and more in love with it thinking about the construction of this song based on something you said when we were talking about kendrick which is the goal of making your music meaningful no matter what it actually helps me understand or gives me a little insight into like how these disparate sounds came <laughs> together because it's all about meaning i guess it's yes. all i mean these sounds are there because they're important to you and they reflect what you want to say and yeah. what you want to convey so maybe it's like because I was I was like puzzling over this I was like how does this work like because <laughs> on paper I'm not if, if you told me like oh this song combines R&B piano tropical house <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> drums and Carnatic <laughs> Indian vocals yeah. I'd be like no that's not that's yeah, not no. a good idea <laughs> And yet when you listen to this, it's a very good idea. So maybe like an answer to my puzzling over that is what is the common thread here? And it's you. <laughs> I guess so. Definitely. It all goes back to my mom, I think, because it was how she mm. had raised me. And I mean, I wouldn't have gone there or even known really about the Indian culture at all if it wasn't for her. And again, like this whole EP is kind of just how I dealt with losing her. And again, I really wanted to make this sound represent her and sound like her and kind of show her in a musical way so that people could kind of know her on that side of things. Yeah. And so I think that's definitely why I incorporated that. And I just really love those sounds. So it it was like a win-win situation totally. in a sense. And Raju sounds awesome. <laughs> really happy to have him on. <laughs> Mis Mystery Man Raju is like my one of my new favorite vocalists. <laughs> you mentioned that you're trying to move away, in fact, from the piano. <laughs> Yes. Are you, are you are you working on some new music now? I am working on new music. It's hard to move away from the piano yeah. for me because I always start on the piano, but I'm just finding myself just falling right back into it. But I'm definitely kind of not really... I still have some Indian accents here, mm -hmm. but I, I've now... I don't know. I'm kind of just trying also, again, to stay away from that I'm just because 
maybe if I write about my mom or sometimes again, like meaning, you know, behind it, but I don't know. I've been kind of doing more of like this Brazilian, mm. like Bossa Nova type thing, uh, percussion wise and rhythmically. So I'm kind of going down that path right now, but we'll see. I could end up somewhere completely different, but that's where I am like in the head, writing head zone right now. Right. <laughs> well, you got to know, know thyself. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> But you never know. It could completely change. But that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, I really, I've always been in love, you know, with like Stan Getz and mm. Gibertu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And, you know, the whole Gibertu family. Yeah. So it's always been, again, something that my mom used to listen to when I was younger and that I fell in love with as well. So I think I, that's probably where I take a lot of my influence from is things that I used to listen to as a kid because of her. Totally. So. <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I'm really excited now to hear, <laughs> to hear that the next batch of music, bossa nova, <laughs> jazz, you know, psychedelic yeah. Indian music. I'm just excited to hear whatever musical combination <laughs> you come up with next. It's like thank the you. fruit roll up factory. It's like <laughs> what is going on in there? Amber Mark, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was really fun to talk about Kendrick and to sort of get inside the <laughs> DNA of your yeah. own music. <laughs> no pun intended. Your your EP 333 AM is available everywhere. Yes. And you are currently on tour. Well, let's see. This will come out in two weeks. So I don't know if I'll be on tour yeah. then. But I was on tour. <laughs> you so, just wrapped an so, incredible. I did. Tour, it was amazing. Except for that I, one show. Just where, for that one show. Yeah. I was in Houston. <laughs> you know. It was oh really? Great. Yeah, October thirteenth. I was in Houston. <laughs> wow. It was great. Yeah. So this was your first national tour. This and was you, my. You already have some like tales. Yes, from, I <laughs> from the road. Yeah. Yeah, um, I played Radio City in New York City. <laughs> unreal. Um, so keep an eye out for Amber's concerts and new music. And when your LP drops, we'd love to have you back. Thank you. I'd love to come back. <laughs> Until then, thanks for listening to Switched on Pop. This episode was produced by me, Nate Sloan, edited by Bill Lance. Design is by Luke Harris. You can reach us at Switched on Pop. Dot com or tweet us at switched on pop amber your handle oh on instagram is instagramber <laughs> wait <laughs> that's my Let's main just pause social for a moment to appreciate the <laughs> sublime pun okay yes <laughs> instagramber at instagramber my twitter oh god i don't know about amber mark i think it's got a three instead of an e i was trying to be creative there. yeah um, but definitely follow me on instagram that's definitely my main form of social media but it all links together so i'm right. sure you'll find you know my twitter on my instagram and all yeah. that stuff Facebook yeah all now now that i know your instagram name is instagram Brad, that's all i care <laughs> that's about. that's all you need yeah. to know <laughs> the other ones aren't as interesting <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with another episode until then thanks for listening Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. 
Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.